Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Buds and Blue Jays. I'm your host, Jesse Burl, and I am joined as always by my co-host, Riley McConnell. And Riley, what's up? How are you doing? Doing well, man. A little rainy today, but uh, we got a day off today, you know, Mm -hmm. here with my good buddy, Jesse. Let's talk some baseball, man. Let's talk some ball. You betcha. The Blue Jays just finished up their three-game series with the Seattle Mariners. They won two out of three games. We were really hoping for that first sweep of the season. Didn't quite happen there, but hey. After the way the Blue Jays have been playing lately, a series win is always great. We're happy to see that. Uh, Today on our show, we're actually going to do some fun things. We're going to do things a little different. We're going to do our usual thumbs up, thumbs down, but we've only got two of each. And then we're going to talk about some trade candidates we think the Blue Jays should go after. So this will be fun as the calendar turns into May. You know, we can start getting closer to the trade deadline. We can really see what we can add to this team. So we're excited for that. Then I've got some stats about this team I'm going to spit at you. And then we got some news and notes as always. And then we're going to preview the series against the Reds. Ready to rock this, Riley? Oh, man, I like a fun episode. It Mm -hmm. sounds good. Let's get her underway, Jesse. Let's go. We'll start with the game recaps here. Game one, the Blue Jays won that game six to two. Yusei Kikuchi delivered a gem against his former team. We had solo home runs from Bo Bichette and Matt Chapman, a clutch pinch hit double from Alejandro Kirk, and five relievers after Kikuchi left shut the door down to get the Jays the win. Game two of that series, the Jays got a shutout. They won three to nothing. Jose Barrios had his best start of the year. Springer had a bases clearing triple, did all the damage, and David Phelps and Adam Simber shut the door out of the pen game three it's the tough one the one we lost jays lost five to one kevin gosman was quite solid but not spectacular over his five innings pitch he actually gave up his first home run of the season in this game uh the jays struggled to hit with runners in scoring position again stop me if you've heard that one before and uh lordis guriel jr left this game with an injury so after that series the record is now 20 and 18 we're eight and a half games back at the al east but we're still in a playoff spot one game ahead of the chicago white Sox for that last playoff spot we are trailing the yankees right now in the east it was it was key to win t- two out of three. Would have loved the sweep, but you know what? Baseball is a game of averages, numbers. It's mm-hmm. all good. We got the next series and pass then. So my first th- my first thumbs up, man. You talk about good pitching. Yeah, Kevin Gosman got hit around a little more than we've seen him this year, which is fine. But yep. first thumbs up, we got to give it to Jose Barrios. Yes. And his first game, man, like, or first first quality game, I should say, that I've seen him go, where he threw seven innings. I didn't think I'd ever see him throw seven innings in, <laughs> in this season, man. Um, didn't give up a run, four strikeouts, two walks, and gave up six hits. Mm-hmm. Um, n- not incredible numbers by any means, but I'm going to be easy on Jose because it's just, he, he's having a rough start to the year. Yeah. This is the kind of start that's really going to help him improve his numbers. And you know what? When the bullpen took over, we didn't give up a run. We shut out a team. And when mm-hmm. when you got a starter go seven, we win with a shutout. That's huge. Also want to give a little love to Kikuchi because he did sure, phenomenal as well against his former club, which is always hard to do, I'm sure, as a pitcher. Yeah, we're big uh, Kikuchi stands on this podcast over here. But uh, going back to Jose Barrios, yeah, his best start of the season by far. He pitched into the eighth. And with uh, the injuries that our bullpen is kind of sustaining now, we kind of needed that from Jose Barrios. So that was huge. Uh, he still didn't miss a lot of bats, only four swinging strikes in this one. But like the movement on Jose Brio's pitches looks insane. He got 28 called strikes and some of the Mariners hitters didn't even look like they were anywhere close to deciding to swing at those. And aside from that one inning two where he had the bases loaded and got a clutch double play, Brio's looked like he was cruising. And this is the type of guy, he's not all the way back to where he was yet, but this is progress, a step in the right direction. Thumbs up to Jose Brio's there. 
Agreed, man. And, and thumbs up to Kikuchi at the same time. Mm-hmm. Jesse, that leaves you with one more guy. Who do you got for us? Yeah, I think it's about time we talk about Adam Simber and what he's done for this team. Like, he really quietly has been one of the better relievers in baseball since the Jays acquired him last year for uh, Joe Panic, who went to Miami and had a negative war. So quite great. He's pitched 16 innings so far this year and the majority of them coming in high leverage, like later to this bullpen, he's only given up 10 hits, four earned runs and only three walks, which is pretty impressive. And here are some of the counting stats for uh, Adam Simber so far this year. He has four wins, which wins don't mean much, but it means you're pitching in high leverage, right? Which is good. He's got four holds and he also has two saves in the series while Jordan Romano has been other the weather. And Here's a fun fact that I saw from Chris Black on Twitter at Down to Black. If you're not following him, I suggest you should. He does a lot of great uh, Blue Jays breakdowns and whatnot, so give him a follow. But here's the lowest career ERA among Blue Jays relievers with a minimum of 50 games played. I'm going to start at number four. It's Ken Giles. Remember how good Ken Giles was for this team with the 286 ERA? 100 Miles Giles. 100 Miles Giles, that's right. Dominic Leone appears on this list, which kind of surprised me, with the 256 ERA. Number two might be the, one of the greatest Blue Jays relievers of all time in Tom Henke with a 2.48 ERA. Number one on this list for Blue Jays relievers with the lowest career ERA with a minimum of 50 games played is Adam Simber with a 1.84 ERA, which absolutely astounding to me. I mean, you're going up against numbers like Tom Hankey, the Terminator, man. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's impressive as, as heck, man. Uh, Simber, we know he pitches well, and you're throwing those counting stats out there. I mean, two saves, four holds, and four wins. So, yeah, like you said, high leverage situations. As far as Dominic Leon, where he come from, I don't know. He must have <laughs> been pitching in lower leverage situations. I think he probably was. And then Giles, obviously, former closer of the club. So, yeah, give some love to Adam Simber. That's awesome, man. Yeah, the main reason for his success, too, is he shifted from the first base side of the rubber to the third base side of the rubber. And now that arm angle from that funky delivery he throws from just makes it so much tougher hitters. And he's throwing that slider up in the zone and hitters just cannot touch that. So thumbs up to you, uh, Adam Simber. Great to see. Love it. Love it. Now, Riley, we're going to go into some negatives here that we got to talk about for this past series. Who's your first one? Yeah, well, I mean, he came back from an injury and, and he hasn't he hasn't been swinging the bat like I thought he would. And we'll give it to Teo. Yeah. Um, and it's nothing, nothing personal again. <laughs> rough, rough, rough plate appearances in uh, in a three game set. I mean, I'm sure he picks it up in the next series, but it's one of those things. Right. Um, he was just he's performing above Teoscar level. And we know what Teoscar Hernandez can be for this team. Mm hmm. Yeah, we were really excited in that Cleveland series to get Teoscar back because we knew how this lineup had been struggling and we kind of really just needed some extra thumps. We thought, let's bring Teo back. Let's bring him back. He's an important piece, but he's only four for his last 39 right now and is hitting 182 on the season with a WRC plus of 59. Yikes. Uh, He's still, like, if you look under the hood, he's still hitting the ball quite hard. He's just hitting it on the ground too much, and he's not barreling it up to the same level he's got in the past, but... He also gets our thumbs down in this series, too, because he got picked off second base last night. And I know in our last episode, we talked about Blue Jays runners are getting picked off second most in the American League. You can add just another one to that. I I don't know if he's still dealing with his injury or maybe he just hasn't had enough reps going back to the short spring training and then being hurt to start the year here. But we need Teoscar to start clicking here. And once he does, the Blue Jays will be in a much better shape. Yeah, the base running fundamentals is funny. I know you mentioned that, but it's <laughs> it is so fundamental. And getting picked off is not going to help us win ball games or exactly. overrunning the bag. What you saw Kirk do, Bo getting picked. It's just one of those things we got to break down and and just completely eliminate from our from our ball games. Yeah, like you don't see winning clubs have that many mistakes on the bases. Like basically giving your opponent free outs. Jays really need to step it up and be a little better at that going forward. 
Um, I want to give my next thumbs down to Rymel Tapia. He's been playing way too much for the amount of production he's giving us at the plate. He mainly his main thing has been the same issues he's had in the past. He's swinging at too many pitches and not making a solid contact when he does. His uh, 45.8 out of zone percentage is fifth worst in baseball. The walk rate's dreadful too. And when we got Rymel Tapia for Randall Grichik, we thought, well, he's going to be he's going to play good defense. He's got good speed. You know that should be his tools that get him in there. But if you look at the metrics, he's 58th percentile in sprint speed, so just above league average. And his outs above average is in the bottom quarter of the league. So Rymel Tapia isn't hitting, isn't playing that good defense, and he's just a league average base runner. And I think it's evident that in Wednesday's game, when the Jays were in run prevention mode late in the game, the Jays chose to put Teo in left, George Springer in right, and Bradley Zimmer in center, which means I think he's kind of the odd man out. And if Bradley Zimmer wasn't hitting as crappy as he was, I think there might be running out of time for Rymel Tapia on this roster. Well, you know what? I still don't hate the uh, Tapia thing because um, I was never a fan of the Gritchett contract. Um, so I will always, in the back of my mind, no matter how bad he's hitting, it will always stick there. We just need, well, we need Teo to be hitting a little bit better. Zimmer's yeah. out of the equation for me. He's, he's yeah, not he's... really a Pete. Whatever, whatever. And and Springer will do George Springer things. George yeah. Springer is just, he's like a fine wine. He's getting better with age. Like, especially on this Toronto Blue Jays club. I don't know what it is. Loving George Springer this year. And Lourdes, yeah, when he comes back, I, I like, I'm sure he'll fit in the lineup just fine. But he knows that he hasn't been playing that well this year. Yeah, Rymel Tapia just, it sucks. It struggles to see. He's had his moments. He had that walk-off sack fly, and he hit the home run at Fenway Park. But we just need more from him. And he's part of the reason this offense hasn't done what we thought it could be doing. Uh, Riley, with that being said, let's get into the fun things. We're about six-plus weeks into the season now, and I think we have a good idea about what this Blue Jays team is with our strengths, with our weaknesses. So let's talk about some players around the league that we think we can add to this Blue Jays roster as we get closer to trade season. Riley, I'll let you take it away first. Who do you want to see the Blue Jays go get? Well, God, I get to sound like a broken record when I say this. <laughs> and it's just because I know the players well, and yep. I watch a lot of their games. And I, I'll stick true to this. In his last start, he had 12 strikeouts. That's something the Jays pitchers don't do a lot of. Sadly, like Gosman's our guy. If we're looking for double-digit Ks, mm -hmm. it's going to come out of Kevin Gosman. It's certainly not going to come out of Ryu. I doubt it's going to come out of uh, Barrios because it's just not it, the, the swing and miss rate isn't there. Yeah. So What's his name, Riley? You're teasing us. I, I am teasing you. It's Frankie. <laughs> my Oakland A's, Frankie yeah. Montes, man. Uh, I totally would be in love with that trade. He's a fireballer. He has a great four-seamer, an exceptional, exceptional two-seamer, and another good breaking pitch involved in that. That splitter, that great... splitter is nasty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But... Oh, my God. He's got a great repertoire of pitches. And you know what? Um, I just got off the phone with Billy Bean, and he says that Oakland, <laughs> Oakland's selling, man. Oakland's selling the farm this year, man. They're, I think we should go right after Frankie Montes. I love the guy. He's such a good pitcher. And I honestly... I want to tell you the price that I think we can get for him. Um, and I'll Dude. throw in another name. Like, <laughs> we're going to have to get rid of a prospect. I don't think we'd have to get rid of our top guy. Right. I would say, I would say Aralvis Martinez would be on uh, my number one. Mm -hmm. I would say if that, or, or Groshans, I wouldn't package the two. And I think that's too much. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I'm actually surprised Oakland didn't move Frankie Montas during their offseason yeah. when they traded off everyone else. But we're waiting for him to come to Toronto. And I would throw in either Baraki or Pearson in that package deal um, as a pitcher. We saw that we sent them uh, Zach Logue um, yep. and that he's been getting starts for them. Mm -hmm. So Oakland is willing to experiment with 
um, triple A guys right on the cusp of being a major leaguer. And I feel like that's Baraki or Pearson. Uh, Logue being a lefty, maybe they want Pearson. I think it's I think it's a deal that could easily go through. Like if I turned on the PlayStation right now and I could easily make that trade. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe giving up our number two prospect might be a lot, but there's a lot of swing and miss to our Elvis Martinez's game. So I don't know. He's kind of toolsy. Some people love him. Some people think he might not be that great. I don't know. Either way, Frankie Montas would be great to have this team. Uh, my only thing is, is Blue Jay starters have actually been doing all right. But like you said, we're one injury away, right, from really having that depth go down. So Frankie Montas could absolutely help this team. Uh, my trade candidate that I think we should get, and I mentioned it in the la- in the offseason when we did our episode there, is I am beating the drum to get David Bednar on this team out of the Pirates. This bullpen, aside from Jordan Romano, doesn't really have a lot of swing and miss in it. And it's it's... And David Bednar can provide us with just that. He throws in the high 90s. He has a nasty slider. And like we said, the Pirates, he's not going to be on the next big Pirates team, right? And they're still in a rebuild. So I think maybe a package of one of our top five-ish prospects, maybe Leo Jimenez or something else, and another young guy with tools but is maybe far away from the majors might be enough to get it done from Pittsburgh. And I'd expect to hear a lot of buzz for that name as the season goes on. Yeah, I could see that deal definitely happening as well. Um, you can never have a too many good bullpen arms. And aside from, you know, Romano's out right now and Simber has been excellent. But other than that, um, the high leverage guys are so important, right? Yeah. And, and, and he would be one of them for sure. Another high velo guy. I like, I like hard throwers. I like high strike. Especially, rates out of at a, yeah. especially at a relievers, man, you throw, if you could throw five pitches, 102 miles an hour and rest for three days and you've done your job, then that's great. I'll take that every day, man. Yeah. Here are some other names just to consider that the blue Jays might want. I think they're going to be looking for another left-handed hitting outfielder depth or a first baseman. So keep an eye on these names here. Uh, ben Gamble. Josh Bell, Daniel Vogelbach, Ian Happ, Yadiel Hernandez, Hunter Dozier, Tyler Naquin, or Pavin Smith. It wouldn't surprise me at all if the Blue Jays try to keep uh, one of those guys under wraps here. Bring Josh Naylor home. I'm, uh, I'm starting Ooh. a campaign. He had a monster <laughs> night the other night um, against the White Sox. He plays for the Guardians, but if you don't know who Naylor is, he is um, one of two brothers, a Canadian, um, I believe. Hope, is he from- not? Port Hope or, or Oshawa, one of these. Yeah, yeah. He's along the 401 somewhere, Jesse. And <laughs> yeah. um, guy is an absolute psychopath unit. <laughs> I love the craziness. He's got great hair. He's got a great look to him. A lefty first baseman, man. You can't draw up a better kind of ball player than that. Had a love monster it. night the other night. Let's bring him home. Perfect. All right, we're going to move on to some news and notes here. Uh, as you mentioned before, Jordan Rano hasn't been playing. He's got a non-COVID-related illness. Sounds like a gastrointestinal infection, which sounds gross, <laughs> but it's being treated with antibiotics. He should be back fairly soon. Uh, Tim Meza, another one of our leverage guys out of the bullpen, is experiencing an issue with his forearm and not his elbow. The Jays are optimistic he should be back after his 15 days on their AIL, but they're being precautious. They're getting him in for testing, quote, in case they miss something. So we'll see. Andrew Vasquez has been recalled from Buffalo and is in this pen to return. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. had to leave Wednesday's game with the left hamstring tightness. Uh, no word yet on severity of his injury, whether he's going to be on the injured list or whether it's going to be day-to-day. Uh, got a Nate Pearson update. The Blue Jays still plan to use him as a multi-inning relief arm. Uh, Ross Atkins has talked him up a lot, maybe trying to boost his trade value. I don't know. But uh, he's expected to report to single-A Dunedin soon before going to triple-A Buffalo and finishing out the season there. Uh, Gabriel Moreno was actually removed from the game in Buffalo today. He got hit by a pitch in his first at beat, first AB today. He came out to catch the second inning, but was removed before the start of the third. So no update there. Hopefully nothing serious from Gabriel Moreno. Uh, Kevin Biggio has been reinstated from the injured list and is reported to Buffalo. 
And uh, Riley, anything there catch your attention? Yeah, well, that's a long list of guys, especially yeah. <laughs> uh, names jump off. You hope that Moreno is okay, and mm -hmm. I, I, and for the, and for the primary our Jays, we hope that, um, you know, I hope that Lourdes isn't out long term. Um, hamstrings can be a funny one. It could be a re-aggravated injury if you play him in too soon. Um, it could, it could, you know, put him out longer. So rest him. Um, it's nice that um, Cavan's back. I don't know how well he'll do in Triple A compared he's to the hitting, majors. He's actually hitting really well is, in Triple A right he? now. So yeah. that's a good, that might be a good rehab assignment for him down yeah. there. Let's build his confidence, and I'm sure Pearson will throw throw an absolute gem in Dunedin when he <laughs> when like I mean, geez, man, that's like yeah, Pearson will do just fine in Single A. And I say yeah, the sooner that those two get up, the better. I, it'd be fun. I want to want to see what Pearson can do this year in the big leagues. I really do. Yeah. Um, Another quick note here, Vladimir, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has extended his hit streak to 15 games. And during that streak, he has 16 hits and only three extra base hits. So he's got the one for four thing down pretty damn solid right now. And uh, <laughs> Santiago Espinal's hit streak has now reached 11 games as well. So if you like hit streaks, there you go. Uh, Riley, let's touch really quick on the Juan Soto rumors here. Buster only wrote a piece that said the Nationals might be looking to trade Juan Soto because of his refusal to sign a contract extension. And in his piece, they mentioned the Blue Jays as one of the front runners for Soto. Now, personally, I don't think, I think the Nationals would be stupid to trade Juan Soto. He's one of the best players of the generation. You just do what you can to keep him on your team. But Riley, let's entertain the idea. If the Blue Jays were to trade for Juan Soto, would you do it? What would you have to give up? Think it's worth it? Would I do it? Would I get a, a he's what twenty three if that, like, so we're we're trading our starting left fielder. We're trading Lourdes. Sure, if, um, if he even has much value anymore, I don't know. Well, well I'm just telling you what I would do. Yeah. I, we're trading Lourdes. We're trading an arm, um, a, a, a starting arm. We're trading probably like you give him three ready players, mm -hmm. and then you got to go into your system and you basically have to grab a, a handful of. Pro I would say it's a six player to one uh, deal for it to go through. I think you're going six big leaguer or sorry, three big league players and three minor leagues. And they're not petty prospects. I mean, we could see if that's a trade that goes through, if they ask for Moreno, I mean, I wouldn't grip him too tight. We're talking about Juan mm -hmm. Soto. We're talking about a generational talent and it's doesn't not, nothing to bash any of our players, but if he comes to Toronto at any point to play for this Toronto club, I don't think there's that we've seen a player quite like Juan Soto before. Yes. Vladdy jr. Will win an MVP in his career. But if we grab Soto, then that's going to be first second for five years in a row in MVP voting right there. Like yep. that, that would be just disgustingly good. Like Juan Soto is the second coming of Ted Williams for goodness sake. So I, I think whatever our trade offers are for Juan Soto, I still think they're light. Like if we're doing it, we probably have to trade Alec Manoa, Gabriel Moreno, maybe even Bichette to get it done. And like, seems like a lot, I know, but it's Juan Soto. Guys like this don't come up together that often. So I still don't think it's going to happen, but it would cost a hefty, hefty price. And we'll keep tabs on that as the season goes on. Uh, I wouldn't trade Manoa and Bichette at the same deal. That's way, that's I like lot. my home. I like my homegrown prospects way too damn much to, to dish them all in one, especially the ones that are in the big leagues as we speak. All right, Riley, real quick. I'm going to shoot out two little trivia questions the slash facts at you, and I'm going to see if you can get the answer. You ready? Oh, boy, I didn't study. Let's go. <laughs> and if you guys watching at home think you know the answer, leave a comment below and uh, see if you can figure it out. Riley, question one. How many games this season have the Blue Jays scored double digits in runs? We have scored double digits in runs. 
Hold on. You, sorry, like you cut out there. How many times have we scored double digits and runs? Yes. I'm going to say that we've only done it. I'm going to say, I think we've done it twice. Okay. We might have only done it once, but I'm saying twice. Lock it in? Locked it in. Okay. Um, it's happened only once. And Riley, do you remember what game it was? Well, yeah, it was the first game of the season. It was the game we were at. I was being, I was being <laughs> optimistic. I thought I missed one where we scraped the 13 spot or something. Yeah. Well, it would be nice, but maybe we'll, maybe if you ask me next time, uh, it'll be two. There you go. All right, next question. On Wednesday or on Tuesday, George Springer hit a bases clearing triple with two out on Tuesday. Can you tell me the last time a Toronto Blue Jay hit a bases clearing triple with two outs? And bonus points if you can tell me the player. <laughs> Dwayne Wise oh, is the player. <laughs> I'm on Twitter the same as you, but you know what? That's that's pretty that's pretty crazy. Yeah, well, when we when we were on the same Twitter account, we kind of see the same things here. That's I fair. Did, that's fair. I did, I did I did I did cheat, but that just shows you folks that we don't rehearse this stuff. Because if I didn't look at that Twitter feed, I would have had no idea. Right. What was the what was that 2009 or 2011 or something? Yeah, right in the middle. 2010 was the year that happened. So, and close the, enough. And the George Springer triple was the first triple that the Blue Jays have hit this year. Jays have never really been a triples team, but hey, kind of cool. Um, Riley, now I'm just going to spit some facts at you, and you just tell me what you think of them. In his last 45 plate appearances, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has zero extra base hits and has hit into four double plays. Hit the ball off the ground. Obviously, launch angle is not is not what it should be because he's a powerful guy. I'm sure the exit velocities, he's hitting hard ground balls yep, at that. Sure is. Um, Santiago Espinal this season has a WRC plus of 125 so far this season. And last year when Bo Bichette led baseball in hits, he had 122 WRC plus. Doesn't surprise me. Um, the what, runs created category. It's another fun, um, you know, advanced stat. It doesn't surprise me. I'm sure Espinal is for counting stats and for average stats. That is an average stat. And I, I know Espinal is just a good numbers guy to have. Yep. He's been one of our best hitters this season. And I just thought that surprised me. All right. Well, that's our Seattle series. The Jays are of a record of 20 and 18 and we welcome in Joey Votto to town and the lowly Cincinnati Reds who have just a 10 win 26 loss season so far for a three game weekend set game one. It's going to be Hunjin Ryu against Luis Castillo. Game two will be Alec Manoa against Hunter Green and game three will be our pal Yusei Kikuchi taking on Connor Overton. Riley, what are you looking forward to watching in this series? And you got a prediction? Well, there's, I'll give you a prediction. What I'm really looking forward to is you just said the matchup of the week right there. Mm -hmm. is that our, you got Toronto's homegrown guy and you got the Reds homegrown Hunter Green, the kid who's going to pound the ball in 102 miles in the strike zone against our crafty Alec Manoa. Mm -hmm. I think that that's going to be a can't miss game, folks. That's a can't miss game. Um, I, was, I would say I was going to look forward to see um, the, uh, former national league rookie of the year uh John jonathan india but he's mm -hmm. been out of the lineup as i know because he's it's on true, all yeah. my fan he's on all my <laughs> fantasy teams and it, he seems to be on the 10-day il and it hasn't been 10 days i'll tell you that mm -hmm. um the thing with hunter green is like he's nasty he throws high velocity and the blue jays have already faced more high velocity than any other team in baseball so we get more of that with hunter green and luis castillo throws hard too um, Hunter Green is coming off a combined no-hitter, a game which the Reds lost, which is kind of hilarious. Um, so I wonder if after throwing 117 pitches in that last start, he's going to be on maybe some sort of an innings limit here, and he won't go maybe three or four innings. Um, so, I mean, the Jays should, and I hope they do, hammer the Cincinnati Reds bullpen. They're not good. They can't pitch. I think this might be the toughest series we need 
in order to get our bats back on track. Let's hope big things happen against this lowly Reds pitching staff. We got, if we come up with a sweep here, then that would put us five and one in our last six games, our last two series, which is good numbers that will get us a long ways down the road. Now it's again, we can't, we keep, we can't keep, we can't lose series. We can't, we can't t- take one out of three here. We, yeah. this is a great, great chance to jump on. We're playing at home, a national league team playing an American league ballpark. I don't have the numbers on it, but I'm sure, I'm sure that Vegas has us in all three games favored. I would assume so as well. Riley, do you think, are we going to get the sweep or two out of three? Cause I feel like anything less than two out of three is a disappointment for this series. Anything uh, less than two out of three. Uh, we're a Jays podcast here. So I will, um, humor the fact and humor me when I say that we're going to sweep the Cincinnati Reds and that we will be talking about our second uh, double-digit scoring game since um, mm, like that, that monstrosity of a pitching game in against the <laughs> Texas Rangers at the Rogers Center. Yeah, that would be great to see. Let's hope. we really excited for what should be our first sweep of the season. Let's hope it happens. But, hey, this Blue Jays team has underperformed so far. I don't think it would surprise anyone if we underperformed again. But let's hope that's not the case. Uh, that'll do it for our episode here today. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, do you have the a name of a thought of player that the Blue Jays should acquire? If so, leave it down in the comments below. We'll interact with you there. We'll get you talking. We love trade season around here. So let's get that thing going. Um, Please be sure to like the video and subscribe to the channel as we're really hitting our stride here. We'll be back again this Sunday to discuss the Red Series. Uh, Riley, anything else to add before we get out of here tonight? Gastrial intestinal thing. (laughs) Sounds gross, he says. It does. It does not sound like a fun time to be Jordan Romano right now. No, but he's Canadian and we love him. We love our Canadians. Bring Josh Naylor home. Thanks, guys. Let's go Blue Jays. Have a good night, everybody.